This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. The best in fitness, wellness, public speaking, health coaching, and more. Find out promo codes and information at contifitness.net. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. High5healthandfitness.com. And finally, do you want the most optimal health and improved performance in your life, check out Vox Life. They are a company that reduces pain, increases strength, endurance, increases stability, balance, and enhances range of motion, provides for faster reaction times. Check out all the promo codes for insoles, socks, you name it, at twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Yeah? Yep. It's been like zero degrees at the Jersey Shore, and then 50 degrees, and then zero degrees again. It's fantastic. Has Great it, running weather. Has it slowed you down? I'm One in a single big, bit? Fat, disastrous ball of pain, but you just keep pushing through it. That's all it is. Yeah? Yeah. Explain. One day. Oh my God! You just opened the you just opened the barn door. When you have autoimmune, you have diseases. When the barometric pressure swings, it's like freaking birds. Like you, it's you know me and the me and the broken are all like, all right, here we go. Come on, we got this. We're getting out of bed. We can do this. Speaking of which, (laughs) speaking of which, we got a cover girl in the house. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure everyone's like, okay, what what's that? Oh my. My goodness. R.A. Was it R.A. Magazine? Is it R.A.? It's Health Monitor Network. Health Monitor Network. Magazine, yeah. And and it was, you know, Christine is the cover girl. Got my first cover. Uh-huh. Throw things out in the universe. And uh, where does this magazine go to? Where are they putting it? What's going on? It uh, It's going to be released online. I actually have it online. Um, but it goes to every doctor's office in the United States. So it's pretty... Uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's pretty, kind of pretty a big cool. deal. Pretty cool. It's a lot of doctor's offices. Yeah, no kidding. No and, kidding. And uh, so I, I was, I, I was, I read the article. I haven't released the article to anyone yet. So no, 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 no. Yeah, so yeah. You're, uh, I'm on the inside. Psst, yeah. Psst, psst, psst. yeah. And it was secret, secret. really well done. Good. I have to say. I, I mean, you sometimes you read these articles and they come from a perspective that aren't necessarily our perspective, right. which is, you know, sports and endurance and like what you got going on yeah. and, and everything. And they, and it was, you know, sometimes it's from a, um, a medical perspective or something like that. And they don't really get the yeah. whole scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this person, woman who, who did your articles, a woman, I believe, yeah. um, nailed it. It was really good. It was well written. It was precise. It had everything that you kind of needed to know. It mentioned the podcast. Yeah. I you know what? I think it's really good because they're um they they talk about medicine. People, you know, there is there's a need for medicine when, you know, when it comes around. Um but they really focus on the nutrition, the fitness, yeah. the mental aspect. And that's really what I mean, that's really what it's all about. If you don't have your mind, you know, you got nothing. And you know, for me, it's really the nutrition and the fitness that that keep you away from the doctor's office. I know this is going to be in doctor's office, but y- you know, it keeps you off the medication as much as possible and able to manage I mean, your, your own health and take your health into your own hands. I, I've, I've said, it. you know, say it all the time. Like our spirit is, you know, is, 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 is has medicinal powers right. and it, you know, it can keep us 
or you know make us sick keep right. us from getting sick or make us sick just based on you know everything and our outlook and everything and it's fair to say that uh you know you don't let it slow you down a whole lot <laughs> i just don't you know i don't i don't always uh you know, I'm a good actress sometimes. So, right. but that's life. That's what life's about. And I think that we are getting into an amazing episode, episode 79 today, um, coming off of 78 with Dr. Evan Osar, which corrective exercise alignment breath. He was fantastic. Really good. Athletes out there, personal trainers, runners. I don't care who you are. You're just someone who walks around. You need to hear this because he is just on top of the game. It was one of those uh, episodes where when I'm doing the editing, I just, I, make notes yeah. i go back i rewind it i'm you know I, i'm listening to my own voice which mm-hmm. is always irritating and annoying um so as solutions <laughs> i mean really yeah. ways that you may be training that you may be injuring yourself and i think that's important that just because someone says that's right doesn't always necessarily mean that's the right way to do it right um and I and it just gets yeah. back to like mm-hmm. you know people go with what they know and there are yep. a lot of trainers out there that have gotten themselves in a certain uh, level at, or you know even personally and they kind of cater the program their program to what they know yeah. and this was kind of uh, you know putting that on its ear and saying you know we have to go with what's right rather than always what we know and I'm you know I'm guilty of that just as as guilty of any uh, but you know it was really interesting and he was um, he was professional and and you know he he uh he's a world-renowned speaker yeah it was he's, he's amazing it was good it was a good good spot for him no different than then trisha silverman um we're bringing you trisha silverman today who is also a literally a worldwide speaker and she just to get this right um rd ldn mba registered dietitian fitness instructor wellness coach um she is someone that just like Dr. Evan Osar was just nailed it with the corrective exercise. Um, he, she is someone who looks at nutrition and looks at labels and looks at what you eat and really brings a new awareness. I would say a heightened awareness, vigilance to what you're eating and looking at where does it come from? Um, she does lectures all over the country and she used to do one called what is your food? And now she does food deconstructed. Yeah. I mean, we're just, it's, it was such a great conversation. You're going to love this and it may just change your life or save your life. Yeah. And, and once again, you know, it comes back to get, getting back to basics. Uh, you know, it's, it's just what she, what she preaches, especially, you know, her nutrition for longevity. She's, mm-hmm. She teaches that at Northeastern university. It's a, you know, college level course and, and it's, you know, really about getting back to basics, not eating things that are in our current food stream that were not around, you know, that have yeah. been that have been created and Franken foods is the uh, <laughs> term that she uses. And, and, and really getting back to really, you know, basic forms of eating, which is, you know, more fruits and vegetables and and, you know, and and, uh, and limit your meats. And, and uh, what did she say? If it. If oh, it, this is it. Her grandfather. Right. Yeah, if, it, um, if it grows in the ground, falls from a tree, swims in the sea. It's for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just back. And I and I actually ask her, and she's going to answer this. You know, I said, Trisha, what is the secret? So you're going to have to listen. The secret. In order to uh, in order to find out the secret. To... Everybody wants to know what the real story yeah, is. What's the, the real secret? So you'll get that. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. It was fantastic. With that said, Brian, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Episode do it. 79. Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast. Peace.
Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Nice. Always. Always. You got to come up with a different question because the answer is fantastic. Well, you never know. I, I just want to hear that positivity every single day. That's what it is. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we all need that, you know. It's all a mask. Oh, I'm as confused as anybody, Christine. We all are. <laughs> Wake a- up, spin myself around, and head myself in a direction, That's and you right. hope it's for goodness. <laughs> so I'm super excited today. We are bringing on... The Trisha Silverman on episode 79 of Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone. And it's always exciting because Brian's got a couple topics that you really get excited about. And this is one of them. Eating well, nutrition, aging, healthy aging, whatnot. Making good choices. Making good choices. How about some some real evidence-based information for people so that we're all not, you know, making crazy rash decisions getting our information at the checkout line from the cover of people magazine or or from some random you know wahoo on (laughs) facebook holy jeez or or my favorite my favorite you got to go with this one the uh the quote-unquote health coaches that just signed up with blah 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 (laughs) now they're health coaches and they got what you need right check in with me oh man so we have the opposite today is where we're going so for all of our listeners out there Trisha Silverman is a registered dietitian, fitness instructor, wellness coach. Obviously, you know, you heard already in the intro about her and how amazing she is. But Trisha, how are you today? I am really psyched and excited to be here. It's very surreal because I love your show and I've listened to it and I think you guys are the best. It's such a wonderful show. So congratulations on all of your episodes and I'm really honored to be number 79 so psyched. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Pleasure's ours. Thank you for listening and, and uh, enjoying it. So, oh, you're very welcome. Trisha, I have been that, I've been, you know, kind of a voyeur and um, that lurker in the back of a lot of your workshops and presentations, um, especially at SCW Mania Fitness Conventions around the country for the last few years. And, you know, you've always been, we really never truly cross paths um you know i think you know when you're when you're presenting and working it's it's just organized chaos sometimes when you're away and um and i love the fact that you know that brian was like christine you gotta get that trisha silverman you and it was and he was really the one i have to say who was who was like you gotta get her and that's when you know i was like we do because you present and give lectures about such amazing topics that people need to hear so tell us this real fast before we get into your whole story and how you got into this. What are some of the things that you present about, the hot topics right now? Okay, so one of the hot topics, and I just um, revamped my What Is Your Food presentation, and it's now called Food Deconstructed. And I go beyond the label. Sometimes people will have nutritionists come in and they'll they have to talk about the label. And they talk about the numbers most of the time. And that's great. I like to start with that. But then I like to dig deep into the ingredient list because it's so shocking when you start looking and really digging deep into information, what's listed on the FDA and different studies that were done on food ingredients. And one that shocks me the most is xanthan gum because it's in 
everything. That's even in deodorant now, but it's in almost every salad dressing on the market. And your grandparents and my grandparents and great-grandparents didn't make their own salad dressing with this xanthan gum. And when you look at how it's made, it's basically they take sugar, and the sugar is most likely genetically modified, and they feed it to bacteria. And the bacteria ooze a slime. And the slime is dried with isopropyl alcohol. And and then they it turns into a powder, and then that powder is what companies use as xanthan gum. And it's... It's just one of those things that once you know how these ingredients are made, I just don't want to eat that. It's a bacteria that was fed sugar. So I stay away from these things. And a lot of um, gums, they, they bulk up products or they help to hold ingredients together. And I just don't remember my grandmother. She made a beautiful salad dressing, and she ate the Mediterranean way. And it was like apple cider vinegar and extra virgin olive oil. And it was just great, really crisp salad greens. And that was good, and that was enough. And now you see, I call it carnival food. When you look at the salad dressings on the market, you'll see soy lecithin. That's such a junky ingredient in there, too. And it just, those ingredients, they, they just help hold, like, the fat and the water, the oil and the water together. Um, so it looks really pretty. But it's just really junky carnival industrial food that I, I think that we should really think about avoiding, getting back to basics, real food. I'm I'm glad you said I'm glad you said that the way that you did with your you know your grandparents dressings and things like that. I mean Michael Pollan's food rule book is like one of the go tos that I have for people just to keep it simple. And that's yeah. you know that's the the one where like if if it wasn't in your parent your grandparents cupboard you know it's not food. Um, right. And I I just like that that you do uh, go with that. What are some of the other ones that you're seeing? I, I I like this by the way. I really like this by by the way that you look just past that because that's not something that's going to show up on added sugars or sugars or things. Things like that. It's you know, it's something that that um, you know people are just looking at the broad text of the of the label. They're not going to see xanthan gum. They're not going to see these things. There's another one that shocks me, and it's called Foul Mountain. And this one is a new sugar, and it's promoted that it's from West Africa, and it's so natural and wonderful. And the way that it's grown is crazy. It's they they take bacteria, and the bacteria um, they use that to um, take the genes from the actual plant that is in West Africa. But then they it, over here they will inject that um, the genes into. Um, uh, beets or spinach and then they grow the sugar here on on the beets or the spinach plants it's so bizarre so you're not you're thinking like oh wow this is you know wonderful from west africa and it's so natural but you're really not getting that you're getting something that's been um you know it, it's like a frankenstein witch's brew kind of thing that, you know, I, I just that stuff just really scares me i don't think it's very natural and what really nature intended for our for our bodies and and how is there any like possible way without you know the standard of time of of properly vetting these foods into our you know in, into what they're actually doing to us? We're not quite sure. I mean, how how long ago could that have been created, or you know, even just the theory of how there was to make that Franken food? Um, you I'm know, confused right? currently. Like, I'm like, wh- who thinks of this? Right. It's so crazy. 
crazy when you read about, and these documents are readily available, and you just have to really dig, like, onto the FDA website, and you read what the companies have submitted to FDA, and I'm thinking, how, you can't even understand this stuff, it's so, um, it's so highly engineered and scientific, I don't want to eat anything that's so engineered. I just want everything I eat, I want to be able to, if I really wanted to, that I could I could grow it. Whether here or maybe I have to be in a, you know, in the Boston area, I can't grow much now when the <laughs> ground is frozen, but it, whether I could grow it here or somewhere else, and yes, I definitely believe eat locally when you can, but I want it to come from the ground and not from laboratories and um microscopes and just, you know, translocation of genes and all this stuff that you read about. It just Let's just eat real, real food. And the pesticides scare me to, to no end. Um, I think that we as a country should really move toward more organic. And you have a lot of people that are doing that. And then um, many people it, don't have enough money. I just wish that everything could be organic. So, for instance, Triscuit crackers, they have BHT added to their packaging, butylated hydroxytoluene. This is banned in other countries, um, like the EU, but we use it here. Now, there's a beautiful product, and that's called, um, I'm sorry, it's a beautiful product called organic Triscuit, Triscuits, and they don't use the BHT in that. So how about all the Triscuits be organic? Why do we even have to bother with non-organic Triscuits? That's what I don't seem to understand. Just make everything the gold standard. Let's get rid of all the other stuff. Um, and, and I think it would be better for, for all of us. But to eat this stuff that's banned in other countries, it's really, really, really scary. The more you dig, the more you find out, too. So what's the answer to that? Just back to real basic foods. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. That Those should be, you know, the real staples in, in the diet. And I think if we can get back to the basics and, and away from these, you know, diets, like people go on those, the keto diet, and what I found is that when I ask, when I do my coachings and counselings and I ask people what they really eat, what did you eat yesterday, when did you wake up, what did you eat throughout the day, people will say, oh, I eat really great, I eat really healthy. Oftentimes it's not and they just don't know it and they, they think it is and um, I, I think a lot more people could benefit from nutrition counselings and, and coachings and just being really open with what they're eating. And I love to help people because I don't judge. I just want to help them and you know, help them find better things to eat and easier ways to prepare and plan. And that goes right along with a lot of what you do with colleges. Don't you lecture? Um, what, what colleges? that? Uh, where do you lecture? So right now I work at um, for Northeastern University mm-hmm. and I teach courses. So right now um, I'm teaching nutrition entrepreneurship and then and that's a 12-week program for their master's degree program. It's actually an online format which is pretty cool and then after when that ends then the nutrition for um, for longevity class starts and that's my healthy aging course and that's also for the master's in applied nutrition program and that will start in April and then end around around June. So I've been teaching the nutrition entrepreneurship since 2008 and healthy aging since 2012. I also 
go to a lot of senior centers across Massachusetts, and I love that population. And I also, primarily what I do is I do employee wellness, and I travel a lot all over Massachusetts and do all kinds of nutrition and fitness programs, and it's just been a joy. I love it, and I love to help everyone, and um, seniors have a special place in my heart, and I love to work with employees because they're so short on time, and I like to help them come up with little ways to just introduce more fitness and nutrition into their lives. The, the employee wellness programs are something that's definitely intriguing to me. I've seen a lot lately the going in a direction of more uh, like the insurance companies are now providing the employee yes. wellness programs and and it doesn't necessarily come from you know I don't know how you or your setup is structured um, but it doesn't necessarily my what I see come from somebody like you who actually has good information for them it's kind of like the cookie cutter basic information bullet point type stuff that comes that from the insurance company correct right? correct yes, I and that just kind of drives me nuts because they are, you know, taking it out of the hands of somebody like yourself who can come in there and give actual information and kind of boots on the ground and and not really, you know, and, and kind of give them what, you know, the re the rest of the information that they can get like on the Internet that they would Google and just kind of get the bullet points and, and they package it nicely and it looks nice and they may even have fruits and vegetables on the header, um, right. you know, but it doesn't always uh, apply real well. Oh, it's like when I go in, I I love show and tell. I always loved that as a kid, and I'm just basically a big kid. I bring <laughs> so much junk with me; it's unbelievable. Like I have a whole suitcase that I bring. One time when I was going through one of the security um, checkpoints, they threw like wine glasses in my in my suitcase, and the guy, the security guy's like, "Are you having a picnic?" Like they don't understand why I bring wine glasses to a workplace. Um, but I just bring all the stuff and I show, so you can read those boring documents, don't eat sugar. Of course, we right. all know that. But do you know that there are 184 grams of sugar in the new Thin Mint with skim milk frozen coffee at Dunkin' Donuts? If you take 184 grams, who knows what that looks like? Oh People better come to my classes because you divide it by four grams in a teaspoon and it's 46 teaspoons of sugar. Wow. And it's, it's almost... Almost exactly a cup of sugar. It's a little shy of a cup of sugar, but it's like you're eating a batch of cookies every time you eat one drink. A whole batch of cookies. Who does that? No one. But you do when you drink that liquid poison stuff, liquid diabetes. And I, I can't tell you how many people say, oh, I'm just, I have a treat. This is my treat. But your treat shouldn't be a batch of cookies. One or two, <laughs> right? But a batch at a time is just insane, but they don't realize. And I show so many people are shocked when I show them that. Another little demo that I do that's a lot of fun. I did this yesterday. Um, I was at a government employee, one of the branches of the government that isn't shut down right now. I was at <laughs> their, um, their employee worksite and I show uh, three Oreo cookies versus two Nature Valley granola bars. I saw this and on your on your uh, Facebook right? page. It's uh huh. Like the, it's basically the same amount of, amount of sugar on the plate. And one guy in the class was like, "Wait a second! I eat two packages of those a day." Oh, and 
you know, he was just, it's so eye-opening because people think that, oh, I had my granola bar and then I had my, you know, a first snack and then I had my yogurt for snack later on and, I'm, you know, I did really good today and now I can have a treat, you know, after dinner. But you already ate two treats because those two are loaded with sugar. You might have had or exceeded your sugar teaspoons for the day. So it's, um, people just don't know. So I call granola bars rectangular cookies and, um, tell people to really be careful with, you know, what they're eating. Look at the label, look at the added sugar grams and divide by four to know how many teaspoons you're getting. The American Heart Association says six teaspoons for women and nine for men. And I think that's too much, by the way. I think it should be even lower than that. So that's very generous. I was, I was going to chime in with that. I mean, that's nine teaspoons of sugar a day is is a lot. it's a lot of sugar i mean that's a can of soda if you don't that's think a- if you don't think it's a lot of sugar give it to your kids see what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah. exactly exactly but that's a can of soda now let's yeah. say that is your you like follow these guidelines exactly like, all right i'm gonna have my can of coke every day every day if you have a can of coke that will add at the end of the year to 31 pounds of sugar in that nine teaspoons a day. So they're telling you, oh, it's okay to have 31 pounds of sugar a year. I don't think so. 31 pounds is a load of sugar. And I, I think it should be much less than that. So I recommend how low can you go and still be happy, right? So I can be happy with zero to three added teaspoons of sugar a day. Most days I try to keep it zero. But there are days when I make like this little healthy pancake and most of the times I have it with the very ripe half a banana. And if that banana isn't ripe enough, it just doesn't taste good. So I'll add a little bit and I add a teaspoon at a time. And I've actually showed my kids how to do this because I make them the same thing. And they used to pour on the syrup. So they're like drowning this healthy pancake in syrup. So is it even healthy anymore? So if I, and we're going through maple syrup, like guys, you know, we have to figure out how do we, you know, eat this more in moderation. So I, one of my sons eats, really likes these pancakes a lot. And um, when he has it, he, you know, he gets a teaspoon on his own. It's just really nice to see. And he'll measure out one. And then I see him sometimes take another and he's not drowning it. He's learning how to taste his food. You don't really need all that sugar. Um, a little bit in moderation, okay, but you don't, you, you know, you want to watch and, and be careful. So I recommend really trying to cut it as, as low as you can. And I recommend when you do use sugar, maple syrup or honey, and trying to get them local if possible. So I have, a, I have something to clarify even for our listeners. When you're talking about the nine teaspoons a day, right, and the 31, what you said, 31 pounds of sugar per year. You're not talking about the natural sugar in our food, correct? No, not, so the, natural, this is, not the natural sugar in fruit. Right. Not the natural sugar in yogurt. The problem with yogurt is that there's some lactose in there, and that's usually around like nine grams. So it's a little hard sometimes if you see the label says 24 grams of sugar. How do you know? what's lactose and what isn't. Well, the new food label that is currently being rolled out has an area for added sugar. So it's the added sugar that I that we're concerned with and not the sugar in fruit. I think you should be careful with fruit juice and choose the fruit over 
the juice. So because you get more fiber and phytonutrients, it's less processed. Um, but we're talking about the added sugar. So fruit is okay. I believe in fruit, um, you know, which brings me to the whole keto diet. I'm not a big, big fan of that because it's, you know, very low in carbs and people are moving away from fruit. And fruit helps to protect cancer in your throat and esophagus area. It helps um, prevent macular degeneration. So it protects your eyes. It's good for your immune system. So it's, um, we're doing people a disservice when, not we, but, you know, when people are spreading around keto diet, you go in Whole Foods and you see it on the cover of a lot of their magazines. And I just, I, I'm not buying into it. Me neither. Me neither. Sorry. That makes three of us on the line here. Uh, You know, and it it really is. And you see the marketing machine behind it. You see how, you know, it it just kind of takes on a life of its own. For a medical reason? Okay. If you have a medical reason for a certain diet, I'm all in. But that's not what we're talking about here, you know? Yes. If if you have epilepsy or seizure disorder, hey, try it. That's what there's research behind. Absolutely. But there's no long-term research on it. And it's crazy. You see on TV, I saw this guy and he was like pulling the cheese off of pizza and just eating all the globs of cheese on keto. And (laughs) it just just turned my stomach all that saturated fat. And it's just so unappetizing. And I don't know, like, did your great grandparents eat like that? Like, it's just not a normal. Way. I don't think our species was developed to, to, to do that. Well, um, I, I think that one of the things, and it's something that I always that I see quite often, is that our, our grandparents and, and and people didn't eat carbs, protein, and you know, and, and fats. They ate food, you know, that, food. that that contained carbs, protein, and fats. Now it's like I'm, you know, I, I I'm eating my protein and I'm cutting out carbs and I'm doing all this stuff, and they're they're looking at something at it. In a level that's that's not what it is. It's nourishment. It's food. Um, it's food. Yeah. So I, you know, I definitely think that that's that that's something. And 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 even you know when they do it, it is marketing. It is you know some propaganda. And you see it with gluten free. Even I mean, like, oh, yeah. I mean, you went you went back to uh, to the you know to the sugar and everything and and labeling. I mean, I'm sure we can go on an entire rant with the way the packages are labeled. And I'm sure xanthan gum can be labeled as all natural. And <laughs> and 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 uh, you know and and I you know I see the Girl Scout cookies even like you mentioned with the with the heaps and heaps of sugar, you know, are now gluten-free and uh, I can have those because they're gluten-free, but they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, just packed with sugar. It's, it's, you know, batches and batches um, in a package that's designed for you to eat the whole damn thing in one sitting, Um, you know, and and quite tasty at that. So So true. And that whole gluten-free aisle has expanded and a lot of it's just junk. It's just crackers and bread that's sitting on a shelf for a long time. And, and I'm I'm gluten free. I don't think everyone has to be. I happen to be gluten free, and I just stick to the basics. So you know, it's oatmeal, and I'll do. And I I believe in potatoes. I think potatoes will come back. I don't. They get such a bad rap, but they're packed with nutrition. I think we people eat too much of them. That's the problem. So you want to just eat smaller portions, and you don't want to eat them in potato chips or French fries. Um, but the gluten-free grains, you know, I'll cook up quinoa, um, and I think that 
when you look at all that stuff at the supermarket, there's just a lot of junk added in with all those gluten-free products. And now we're probably going to see, like you're saying with marketing, a lot of, you know, keto products. And um, in the end, we just want to get back to eat what grows. My grandfather had this saying, eat what grows from the ground, what falls from the tree, and what swims in the sea. And it just always stuck in my mind, the basics, just eat food that that grows. And I remember as a kid, they had a cherry tree in their yard, and I was so fascinated that food can come off a tree. It was, like, so shocking to me because I thought you'd get it at a store. And I think if we can show our kids more where food comes from, it'll just help future generations. So I have a, uh, I have a question for you at this point. So you obviously are very passionate about, you know, spreading unbiased information and getting this information out to people. And you travel, literally you're, you know, you're pretty much traveling the world and especially with social media these days, we can get this information out. So we know now, and I'm throwing this out here, research is out there. There's studies that have been done. How do we get this information to the masses? Because we still, we have this great information, go back to basics, do this, yet we still have obesity on the rise, right? We still have diseases on the rise. People now know, I mean, what, what is, what do we do? I guess, what does the average person do? Where do we start? What do you, what do you think about that? Well, one of the things I, I, I think about to my point earlier is that people, a lot of people really think that they're doing okay. And they're not when you really look at what they're eating. So, I mean, one of the things could be when you go into the doctor's office that you, you know, you have to list like a dietary recall. And, you know, it, it should be more mandatory sessions with with dietitians. And the coaching, I think dietitian coach is a really nice combo because I, I became a coach um, around 2013. And that really helped me help people more. I meet people where they're where they're at and I think that if more people would just see a coach and especially that nutrition uh, you know the dietitian coach combo I think you're going to you know get the good nutrition info but then the, the coaching piece which is to meet you where you're at because we can tell everyone do this do that all the stuff I'm saying today I can tell everyone don't eat xanthan gum don't do this do that but will they do it the coaching helps them to, to helps me to help them figure out where they're at and then where they want to go. So I think that that fitness professionals and that nutrition professionals, I think getting and even doctors to, to learn more about coaching can really help people. You give I used to give people like 10, 15 handouts when they left my appointments. They probably were so overwhelmed. And now I keep it to I, I send an email, and occasionally I'll send a handout, but I make it very tailored and very individual. And I develop something that I call the um, Nutritious Healthy Eating Staircase. And that's how I view nutrition, as, as a staircase. And you have people on the bottom step that are eating their Wonder Bread and cookies and ice cream a lot, fried food, red meat, candy, and... Then, you know, you move up the steps and you move on to, okay, you know, whole grain bread and more fruits and vegetables in the diet and moving away from the red meat, doing more chicken and turkey. And then you move up the step and you and you move on to more beans in your diet. 
and no one ever reaches the top of the staircase because it never ends. I'm not at the top of the staircase because there's always more new vegetables to try from other countries. There's new recipes to try. So there's a never-ending nutrition staircase. But we want to get people away from that bottom step and get them to take a step up, meet them where they're at. And I think some people can do well with sweeping change to go from a lower step to a higher step. But many people really need little baby steps to move them along the way. And the coaching really helps with that because you talk to people and find out where they're at and help them to make very tiny changes. One tiny change that that I love to do with people now, it's so much fun, and I just got an email this morning from, uh, I taught a class um, at another federal site earlier this week, and that is, I have a little thing I use called breaking the ice, and this is, I'm a fitness instructor as well, um, so I teach fitness and nutrition, you know, when I go out to these sites, and I bring fitness into the discussion too when it's just a discussion class, because, you know, just a seminar, no movement, because it's so important, but I have this technique called breaking the ice, and that is that I ask people, let's say you have a treadmill at home that's, you know, your clothes are being dumped on or a bike at home, but you know you really want to get on there, but you're, you can't do it. I ask them, just break the ice on it. Can you today or tomorrow just get on that bike for five minutes? That's all I'm asking for, just five minutes, and then be done. I, you don't have to feel, any, you know, no more than that. And so many people break the ice. They'll do that five minutes, and then they feel successful to get on it again the next day um, and, and then to do more minutes. But I think for a lot of people, just breaking the ice on their exercise is one of the, the, the hardest things. So that today I got, and I tell people, I just want you to send me a one-word email so it's not a burden. Just say done so I know that you did it. I got one <laughs> I of those that. emails this morning. It was so cool. It's like that made my day. I'm all excited because someone, you know, got on their treadmill for five minutes. They cleaned it off, got on, and now it's ready to use later, tomorrow. Sometimes it feels so good. They stay on longer than the five, but just break the ice on it. It, that's so great and I love the one word emails just you know check anything we can use emojis you can use anything text me just you know done check I, I use that I use that one as well uh, and I actually kind of use a similar thing to break the ice especially with the macho men that I work with I say do one do one push up right if you can do anything yeah. just do it like if you're considering it like you're going from that contemplation stage to, to action like yeah. you know like just do one and then they come back and they're like, you know, one, like I could do more than that. I said, good, then do that, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, now I got you. Um, and, and just make it, like you said, make it about progress. Like those steps never end. They never end. And, and just if you make it about progress and just moving it, the, you know, the needle a little bit each time, we can really, uh, you know, we, we can pile up. I use another term I use is pile up the good days, right? If you take a day and, you, you know, just like you're chopping wood and you make a big pile of them, well, then you had a good month, you know. Right. And and, uh, and if that works, then, then we can really, um, you know, then, then you're further along, you know, you're up the steps. You're further along than you were. I love that, yeah. I love that analogy. That's great. Great. Excellent. Yeah, it's really nice when you see people making these small changes. Another person that I was coaching um, started doing Tai Chi, and it was something that, you know, like you, you mentioned, in that contemplation stage for a while, and then, you know, how do you move them out? Well, these little tiny baby steps can really get people moving, and I do it so much with the coaching, like people that want to do yoga. I want to do yoga. I've been wanting to do it. Okay, well, this week, just 
look around and start calling the different, uh, you know, look up the different options. And I have my computer right in front of me when I coach, because all the coaching is over the phone. And I'll look up where that yoga place is near them. And they get excited. Uh, you know, I'll look it up. Oh, here's one. And they have the gentle yoga that you're thinking about doing. And, and a lot of people are very scared of, of exercise because different, you know, pain that they have. And I tell, well, start out with the gentle class. And I really get, I look at their gym schedules near them and try to help figure out a class that looks good for them to start out with. And it just, um, it's really exciting to, to see all the changes that, those the small changes that people make. And a lot of times the doctors just really, not a lot of times, they just don't have that time. But with coaching, you have time to really get into the nitty-gritty of people's schedules and to figure out when they could make these changes. Doc, doctors go with what they know. And, 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 and you look at their schedules and, and the way that they operate – and, and, you know, I don't see doctors as being, you know, a doctor's lifestyle is not conducive with good health. It's not. Nursing is, is horrible. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's so sad when, um, you know, the shifts that they have to work, it can be really very long shifts and um, a lot of food, you know, a lot of ordering out um, that people do. Um, even, you know, I was at... Um, a police station recently and you know you hear when i go to police you hear about where they eat locally in the area and um it's all the dining out is tough one of the best things all people can do is have a couple you know have a lunch cooler and bring your own food because the restaurant all that food that you get outside of the home it for one it's always loaded with sodium to make it taste good and that can just make you feel more bloated and just not as good. But they're never going to use all those high-quality ingredients that you would use when you're in charge. But I, I do think it's important to know in your area where are the go-to places if you are really um, stressed and you don't have a lot of time. What can you get? And, you know, to have some go-to places. Like even like Chipotle, um, go there and, you know, get their, uh, you know, burrito bowl with lettuce and get their veggies, their peppers and onions and get some beans. And if you eat chicken, you know, some chicken on that. And you know that, you know, there is a place I can get some faster stuff, but let's not do it all the time. Um, and people that go to pizza parlors, well, you can get salad there. How about getting salad with grilled chicken? So there, are, it, it's good to know what your go-to options are. You know, Whole Foods, you can go there and they have a great salad bar. Um, and maybe your local supermarket has a good salad bar. But to keep in mind where those places are, because when we're under the most stress, that's when people reach for really junky food. And when we're under the most stress, that's when we need the best food. So it's good to know, like, what are the quicker options that are healthy when I'm stressed so I'm not going to, you know, go through the drive through or just eat junk or the vending machine food. My my game at the Whole Foods uh, salad bar now is to not make a salad that's going to cost me twenty five dollars because everything's so good there, and I just like, I, I get to the register every time it's like seventeen dollars salad, you know. But you know they they yeah they've got you know they they've got all the beans that I like and they've got all the you know the greens that I like and they've even got you know f some falafel there sometimes I'm like how can I pass that up you know I push that to the side. I got falafel on one side, pineapple on the other. You know, like it's. it's Do you uh, eat like before you get to the register to to lower the cost? No, that's stealing. Oh, I'm just wondering. That's stealing. I have to live. <laughs> I have to live with myself. Uh, uh, so, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, 
say that, you know, a way to look at it is it's an investment because a lot of people will spend all this money on, you know, different programs like Weight Watchers. And then you have to look at the expenses later on in life, all those medication co-pays. It gets really expensive after you retire. And, to you know, when you're on meds, it's it's a real nightmare when you're on a lot of medication and you retire. It's just it's um. It can eat up a lot of your disposable income, um, you know, the co-pays and the meds. So if you're investing that, you know, a little extra bit in that salad, it's going to help you on, you know, really on the on the other end. So if you spend, you know, five bucks at McDonald's, you're going to feel really lousy. You're going to feel like a champion when you eat the seventeen dollar salad. At <laughs> That's the truth, right? Yeah. yeah. What uh, I want you to take us into this has been somewhat of another hot button topic lately and that is your your nutrition for longevity um what what do you what do you see and what do you teach and what's the data what is the uh what's the science tell us with everything uh who are your go-tos for uh for resources on that oh yeah thank you um for asking so i love to teach about longevity one of the books that I found really interesting. I know you have a background that you went to, um, you you did some studying at uh, the, the Cornell program, right, with uh, Dr. T. Cohen. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I took their certificate in plant-based nutrition from there. It's, it was an awesome program, very thorough, amazing, and that's, that's really what put me over the edge and got the ball. The ball was already rolling, but it started rolling, rolling, rolling after that. Yeah, I um, found the China study, T. Colin Campbell, that's, I'm like, what's the final last name on that? Yeah, so his, mm-hmm. uh, the China study book was so eye-opening to me when I read that. And after I read that, I read Blue Zones by Dan Buettner, and then I read Healthy at 100 by John Robbins. And these books were really fascinating to me, and they were interesting reads. But then I also read research studies from journals as as well. But those books, I think, can be really helpful because they are good reads. So that, like, Blue Zones is fun to read. It's not like you're reading a medical journal. It's it's fun, and Dan Buettner, you know, has a sense of humor. So it's really nice to, to read these, these books about areas of longevity across the world where people live long lives and they don't have the disease and um, disabilities that, that we have as, as we age. And um, so I like to share what I've learned from these different regions like Okinawa. Another book that I like is the Okinawa program. And it's uh, Okinawa is an area known for having a lot of centenarians, people over 100 years of age. So it's been really fun to learn about you know, what they eat, how do they eat, how do all these different cultures eat that have older people that thrive. So I developed... Um, a nutrition presentation that talks about global longevity factors. And I just finished a book earlier this week, and uh, my first chapter is actually on eating for longevity. Not just eating for longevity, there's more to it than eating, and there's more to it than fitness. Um, there's, uh, you know, maintaining a really positive attitude and not staying isolated. So, um, you know, opening up your life to family and, and friends and staying connected and volunteering if, um, you know, you want to reach out and get to know more people. Um, but positive attitude is a, is a big piece of things. But, you know, back to the nutrition for longevity, one of the things that I see 
in all these areas of longevity is that it's they're eating um, a heavily plant-based diet. So you see beans, nuts, and seeds as um, you know their forms of of, um, of protein, and you see some. You see, chick like in the Mediterranean diet, there's some chicken and turkey and fish, but a lot of beans. Um, and in some other regions, it's like occasional red meat. Um, but what you what you really see is more of a plant based diet, and that has you know helped me. I'm not a full vegetarian, but I definitely lean that way. I have a lot of beans in in my diet, and I feel really good when you know, how I eat and, you know, the, a vegetarian meal just feels really, really yummy. Um, so beans in the diet and nuts and seeds, what do they have in them? Well, they have a lot of micronutrients that help to fuel our brain, our body, our sleep. And, you know, diets like the paleo is saying don't eat beans. And there are things, aspects of paleo that I like. Oh, eat a clean diet, eat lots of vegetables. I love that. But don't take away the, don't make people afraid of beans. I think that's doing people a disservice. I don't believe all the stuff with the lectins that they're promoting to scare people off of beans. Um, so Wait, and, isn't it, beans. and isn't it kind of funny that, that they, I'm sorry to interrupt, that they would they use the paleolithic diet to go back to the way that our you know ancient ancestors ate they ate beans right well no what they they use they go back to it but when they what they completely discount is something like blue zones which is an actual study of people living on earth right now right like we're you're looking for something and it's right in front of you these are how the people that are living the longest on this planet currently are doing it and you know you don't have to guess at possibly what um, you know the, the the Paleolithic ancestors ate. Um, you know it's all right here. Exactly, and they weren't living a long life. That too. Cavemen didn't. They didn't have a long lifespan. So the you know the vegetarian type of diets are leaning that way. I don't. I don't like to push people like you have to be a vegetarian. I really honor where people like I've said before where people are at. But I do think people need to move that way and get more beans in in their diet but yeah the cavemen they didn't live you know very long and these people are thriving and i taught a mediterranean class in um in the spring um and there was a guy in my class so it was a class um at a senior center and it did an olive oil tasting and there was this guy in the back and he had like all these great comments and he looked fabulous you know thinking like 70s, I don't know, um, just looked great, and he had a lot of comments because he's traveled to Italy, and at the end, he came up to me, and we started chatting, and he had like a twinkle in his eye, great skin, he's moving around like a young guy, like a like a guy in his 20s, like just the way he moved was very youthful, and we were talking, and he was 95, <laughs> and told me he was going to turn 96 in June, I was like shocked, nice. completely shocked. So we became friendly, and I I interviewed him um, and found out more about his lifestyle. So, and I have, there's a little video on on Facebook that I took with him, and uh, it's not as good as you guys are with your interview skills. <laughs> um, it was just real impromptu, but uh, you know I got some good information from him, and I followed it up with a phone call, and um, he so 
he eats the Mediterranean lifestyle. He eats a lot of Mediterranean type of you know, vegetables like um, artichoke and different greens from you know from the Mediterranean. He cooks for his daughter. Can you imagine being in your sixties and your ninety-six year old dad is cooking for you? <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? It's a treat. I mean, and this guy he travels. He uses Waze. You know the app Waze. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 happening. You know he's with it. He's like just on the road traveling to places. Um, and he he's very bright. He does Sudoku puzzles. He's better at it than I am for sure. I'm trying to learn from him how to get better. Um, but he is living the life in his nineties, and he you know eats that Mediterranean way. So he's a real great example of when you eat that way. Um, you know, how life can be. You could thrive in your 90s and have fun. One thing that stood out from my talks with him is that he doesn't eat store-bought bread. When you look at bread, the label is horrendous. It was one of the things that was easy to do when I went gluten-free was to give up bread because um, it's a very long list of ingredients and it's a lot of junky stuff. He either, um, he buys bread from a bakery, the kind of bread that, you know, gets stale or moldy in a few days if you don't eat it. It's real fresh. It doesn't have all the junk in it. Or he, he, he also bakes as well. Um, but I think you can learn you know, from, you know, people like this. No, there's always an outlier. Like, oh, my uncle lived to 90. He drank vodka and smoked. But, like, those are, you know, real outliers. <laughs> you know, this, this guy really, like, was truly living the Mediterranean lifestyle, and, and now he's benefiting from it. I want to be him. I spoke with another guy who, um, his name is Ken, and I wrote about these guys in my book, and Ken, um, I met him at a senior center um, when he was in his 90s, and now he's over 100. I spoke with him a few months back, and he, he eats real healthy. What's kind of cool with him, he like lifts weights as he eats. He's really unique. Um, and, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Like, it's working for him. And uh, he just has, like, a dumbbell, and, in, 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 you know, that he alternates in his hand. And uh, he just eats. When I met him at my presentation in his 90s, he had a hot girlfriend in her 80s. Um, she was there with him. He was still driving, using Facebook. And he had, he showed me what his snack was. And his snack was nuts. So, you know, and I talked about his, you know, eats, you know, healthy diet. Um, and it was just, you know, it's fun to see when, you, you know, people that are in their 90s and now he's, you know, over 100 that they're still enjoying enjoying life. So I think, you know, nutrition is a, a, a big piece. More beans, lots of vegetables, fruit in your diet. Protein um, is important. Lots of beans. Um, beans and fish are my two favorite sources, followed by, you know, chicken, turkey, and then limit the red meat. That's sort of how I recommend my my protein to, to people. And our protein guidelines in our country are higher than what the World Health Organization says for people as they age. So it's a little, protein is, I think, a little controversial, but a lot of the studies do point to, you know, really making sure you are getting enough protein. However, one of the protein researchers that's out there, and he's at a very credible institution, um, but he also is a speaker for the beef industry. So that worries me a little bit um, because a lot of people are basing their recommendations on his work. And um, I just think it's a little biased. So it's tough because even some of these studies from very credible institutions, you know, uh, peer-reviewed studies, 
they still can have some bias that you don't know about unless you really dig. So I think you have to kind of go with your gut, think about what your great-grandparents ate. Unless they were eating, like, fried bologna, because I think I've never heard of that before. You know, maybe it's your great-great-great-grandparents, but, uh, you know, I think it's um, important to, uh, to get back to basics and look at what your ancestors were eating. Is that the secret, Trisha? Is that the secret? Yeah. Is that the secret? Yes. I think that's, I think that is the secret is to try to find out what your ancestors were, were eating because when we trace back our ancestors and like you, they're not eating keto diet. Um, they're not eating paleo diet. They're just eating what was, what was available and what was available 200 years ago was, you know, vegetables, fruit whole grains, beans, nuts and so people lived off the land. Um, and then some people fished fished and you know and, and hunted. Um, so that's all getting back to basics is just really, really important. But we do know that it seems like the beans and a vegetarian lifestyle does help extend the um, your your lifetime. So what what did your ancestors eat and then what can you adapt with you know, what we are learning about in these cultures of, of longevity, you know, what are they eating and, and how are they being? One thing that's interesting too is their fitness. A lot of it's low impact and, um, a lot of it's working the land or, um, tending to animals, pruning trees, gardening. Um, and then you see things like Tai Chi and, um, people doing dance, you know, dance, cultural dance. So I think, that there's a lot to be said for traditional ways of, of working. Yoga has been around for, for hundreds of years. I think it's important to, you know, look at what's been around and um, not to jump on every new trend so quickly or feel guilty if you're not jumping on a trend. Trisha, as we, as we kind of, you know, kind of wind down talking with you today, there's something that I think might be really beneficial for a lot of our listeners and, I'm sure that you, I'm just going to say that I'm sure that you face this, Brian and I face this as well. People come and talk to us and they say, you know, what, what can I do with my nutrition? Listen, I am going to Weight Watchers. I am doing this diet plan or this. And, you know, for myself, I'm always happy that they're taking steps to do something, to take control of their, you know, of their eating and, and be more healthy and get a little bit more educated. But I know you know, like you're saying, go back to what your ancestors are, are doing or do the research. Do we tell people, no, do not do a Weight Watchers or... I like the way you know Weight Watchers is now. That's the, that's the question. Yeah. I don't think we tell them that. I don't discourage anything that's safe. Um, and I think a lot of people that see me also are going to Weight Watchers. And I, I got off the phone with someone I was coaching earlier today and... Um, I, I just, you know, I see that these programs help people, and I think that's good. If Weight Watchers works for you, great. Let's say I also get a lot of honors on Weight Watchers, and it. Um, yeah, I want to go back to it, but I've been on it a few times before. I don't know, should I? And I say, well, you know, what were the best parts of it? There you what go. Did you like? mm-hmm. Right? And then where did it fail you, and how can we prevent that in the future? And if it works for them, I don't discourage anything um, that works. But I don't feel comfortable with, even though keto may work for some people, I, I really worry about 
all that fat. Um, I just think it's way, way too much. But it's a program that's safe, like Weight Watchers does help a lot of people. I do tell them be careful of the food they sell. I don't, like, when I've looked at the labels of some of those Weight Watchers foods, I'm, I'm not a fan of... Um, I'm smiling here because this is, like, verbatim, like, my answers when, when, we, when we talk about Weight Watchers. Awesome. It's exactly the food and, you know, exactly, like... The, the thing you always hear is, I, I went, I, I'm going to go back to Weight Watchers. I was successful when right. I was on that. And, and it's like, okay, so, you know, success would mean that you probably, you know, wouldn't need it anymore or, you know, you're going back to it. So what happened in between and what's the reason why you stopped? Like, those are the areas. That's the coaching. Those are the areas that need to be looked at. What happened? Yes. Um, you know. That is so true. Yeah. So, you know, and it's different for everybody. And I think, and I think that's at times Weight Watchers is cost prohibitive. I think that they, that they um, do see it as a membership, almost like a big box gym where they're like, they hope that you sign up and never go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, and, and and collect your money while you're not while you're not there. Um, but I but I think that the and even the way they call it the new Weight Watchers now, and that new Weight Watchers um, uh, has you know unlimited um, you know it's 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 unlimited. Or there's no points for like many things that used to have points to it, and it's like, like fruit, vegetables. Right? It's Fruits and vegetables yeah. are like like go for it. It's like zero point stuff. Um, the beans too, um, you know, and they and they I think raise their points for beef and red meats, uh, you know, and 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 I think that they even raise it a little bit for chicken to kind of deter that and to swing them back into eating like what we know is is a good healthy diet um, and sustainable diet, uh, you know. I, I think once you start, I think once you start putting it in boxes, like you said, and 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 labeling it, you know, I'm a vegan or I'm vegetarian or I'm this, you know, it kind of limits your your your, um, y- you know, what you're doing. Um, you know, I I always say I'm I'm nothing. I'm Brian, and I and I kind of and I kind of <laughs> eat this way, you know. Um, you know, I, I eat a whole food plant based diet, uh, and I get around pretty well. I love the heck out of carbs. Uh, you know, because I also train for endurance right. races. We need so, them right, for our lifestyle. I freaking love them. So you know, it's it's just uh, it's just kind of funny, and and I think that just like that, Weight Watchers has done so much good for people. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, yeah, it really it, it has been helpful for for a lot of people. So I never discourage, and I encourage that, like in the certification that I teach for SCW for the the um, nutrition for active aging. I tell that to people. I don't in, don't discourage safe programs because these have helped people, and Weight Watchers has helped people. And exactly what you're saying: find out, you know, what didn't work for them, and and you know, start from there. Like, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. What what didn't work with with the program? We love it. Yeah. This is amazing. This is this is this like- is the stuff that people need to hear, Trisha. This is exactly why we created this podcast because there's so much conflicting information out there and people are turning to these quick fixes and you know I'll just take this supplement and I'll just do this and really you don't really need to take any of that and you know I think I'm actually going to have a nightmare tonight about the xanthan gum I'm not going to lie I'm probably I'm I may be checking everything in my Dude, look up the BHT Oh my gosh Much, but just 
just knowing how it's made. And isopropyl alcohol, you know, they can use that. And they, by the way, gel and gum is the gum that's in almond milk. So everyone thinks almond milk yeah. is so wonderful. But look at that. that. That has a gum in there, too. And they're allowed to have some residual isopropyl alcohol. And that's the kind like at CVS, you know, the rubbing alcohol. Yep. I mean, I don't want that in my food at all. It just It's not supposed to be in food. Your grandparent wouldn't put that in food. So why is there residuals allowed? It's just um, it's like we're embalming ourselves. It's something I think it, I think I read it somewhere and I don't know how factual it was. It might have just been like a, like a meme or something. But it was like 90 percent of the foods that are in supermarkets and grocery stores today, you know, were non-existent. And they wouldn't, you know, like like I know that Trisha, you posted earlier about the uh, the triple stuff Oreo oh, that's now available. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Christine's gonna, Christine's yeah. gonna, uh, Christine's thinking about her next Iron Man that she's gonna be eating that somewhere on the bike, you know, to get some sugars. Uh, but you know, it's it's like a lot of this stuff just just didn't exist. Like, just ask yourself that question, like Michael Pollan uh, puts in his book. Uh, which I love that book because it's so simple, it, is that you can, you know, would it have been found in your grandparents' pantry? You know, and things like like those hard crackers and pretzels and, and the, you know, the, the goldfish and Cheez-Its and all that stuff that somehow finds their way into people's homes. It comes into my homes. I mean, I've got three little kids and it, and it makes yeah. its way in. And, and you know, and, and all this stuff, you know, the the old saying was shop the outside of the uh, of the grocery store, right? But like, you don't want to shop the back of it really all that much, you know, because that's where all the meats are. Uh, and, and then the other side is a lot of the dairy, and a lot of that stuff is is not working out real well either. So you know, stick to those main main uh, you know the big bins, the uh, the the, uh, the the fruits and veggies, and and, yeah. and all the the bulk beans and nuts and all that stuff, and and uh, and go wild. Yeah, that's that is the key to to spend a lot of time in the produce area and shop for a rainbow. Lots of different colors of produce. Really important to get a whole range of plant nutrients. And they don't have mascots on the cover of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. So true. That, that's another yeah, one. That's another one of Michael Pollan's things. If 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 they have, if you've seen a commercial for it, it's not for you, right? Like it's very rare. I don't think since like the California raisins have, uh, you know, as anyone maybe like a an, an orange or something. The, you know the the broccoli, uh, foxy uh, lettuce, and, okay. and some of those. But so, that's but some of those. Yeah. You know, you it, never see that. You just very rarely see it. yeah anything good being out. Pistachios. Yes. That's like the only other than like the almonds. Almonds. The almonds yes. Maybe not even lately, but I know I, the only thing I that comes to mind are pistachios. But yeah. you don't really see anything else. It's just a lot of a lot of junk. So if it's if it's if you see it advertised, it's not food. That's that's his yeah. thing. So that's uh, always a, a good rule of thumb. Something to keep you. I like uh, that. Yes. So well, many. Trisha, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I know this has been a kind of a while in the uh, in the making for us to get uh, to get you on here. We've been we've been uh, definitely. I said Hunter down at the next SCW, Christine. That was Go a while ahead. ago. And, that was a and, while ago. And I, honestly, I want to tell you that one of the reasons is because we're friends on Facebook, and and your your social media is on point. It's really good stuff. It's 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 you know again all things that I that I am in line with. So it, that's always helpful too. But I'm like Christine, go find Trisha. Go get her. I was like, okay. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here and to talk with you. Like I said, it feels very surreal. It's just been. Uh, 
a joy and um, just really exciting to, to chat with you guys. So thank you for, for asking me. I really, really appreciate it. And I got to, Brian, I can't wait to see you in person. I got to spend time with with um, Christine at uh, the last SCW conference, and I took her session, and it was fantastic, absolutely Great. fantastic, the facial exercise. Loved, loved, loved it. So can't wait to see you guys again, and I, this is wonderful, so thank you. Well, thank you. We hope that this is the first of many appearances mm-hmm. for you on the show, and uh, you know, you, you keep it, keep bringing it. Keep doing what we you're doing. We're making people healthier and happier and living more quality lives every single day. That's the goal, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, we will see you in uh, in New York in um, in about another month, Trisha. And uh, also, Brian and I will be up kind of crossing that finish line running after some unicorns yeah. in April if you're around so we will be in touch Patriots in Day in Boston We're, uh, we plan on making the trip from Hopkinton to, oh, uh, awesome. to Boston yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let me know when you're out here that's awesome guys yeah. absolutely wow so well, congratulations on all the wonderful things that you're doing and I, I look forward to keep on listening to your shows and um, I just I really enjoy what you're doing you're helping a lot of people and it's really good information that you're putting out there so congratulations and keep on doing it because it's really helpful for everyone love it thank you Trisha thanks Trisha sit tight okay with that said my name you're awesome my name is Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast and we are to fit crazy and the microphone we are where it's at peace